coming up, my thoughts about marketing process, why you need to get your non-marketing people on board as part of the creative process, and my interview with my good friend, Tim Elliott. This is Marketed Not Live, the show that dives deeper into the ideas, philosophies and strategies of the best marketing minds. Here's your host, Biz Paul. Welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the official podcast of the Marketed family of events that includes our live event in September 2021, which seems ages away, but probably isn't. And before that, Marketed Light, a week's worth of marketing education, which is going to be online. You can watch anything that you like on demand uh, during that week. 10 sessions, 60 quid. It's an absolute bargain. Go and check it out. Marketedlight.com or marketed.live slash light L-I-T-E. I'm your host, Biz Paul. Together, we are going to navigate the ever-changing world of marketing directly from me into your ears. You know, these podcasts don't just magically appear on your player, along with the many thousands of other podcasts that are there. Apart from the creation, you've also got to find somewhere to host the thing. And thank the world for Captivate, our podcast sponsor. It's the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting platform. It's always a pleasure to work with, a pleasure to work with the team. It's super easy to record your podcast and upload it, and it goes and does all the distribution itself. Nice and easy. Also lets you market it very nicely as well. Go and check out Captivate.fm to see what it's all about. They are really going places. Now today we're talking about creativity. How do we become more more creative? It's something that at the moment is a little bit of a bugbear of mine. I think I've probably reached the point where I've seen too much drivel out there. And the thing that I'm reacting negatively to at the moment is, uh, I guess, marketing by by rote or by cookie cutter or whatever phrase you want to decide is the most relevant. But this idea that if you do this, this will happen. If you see any adverts, and I'm sure you do, because if you work in marketing, you're bound to see some adverts about marketing. You know, the the guy, the young guy, it's not necessarily young, I suppose, but, you know, the guy in front of the flash car or walking quickly towards you or buy a white bud or whatever, saying, if you buy this blueprint at this price, always ends in a seven, then um, you will get this this result. And I can't help but think, well, will it? Is, is that it? Is that is that all we are now? We're just robots that react to, to this. Where is the creativity? Honestly, I just do not need to see another person writing on a whiteboard or on a sticky note. I worry that uh, whether it's just they know that marketing people will buy into this or whether people are preying on audiences in general. I guess we don't, you know, we don't see that, do we, in commercials or things like that so maybe it's just it's just marketing now i know we live in a world of algorithms but even if we were robots at some point we make a decision don't we we make a decision to do something to buy something how do you make that decision 
how do we know what causes an audience to make that decision? Well, we know that there's a journey involved in some form, even if that journey is really quick, it could just be swipe up, buy. But something makes you start, something makes you start that journey, whether it's long or short. And I think that's partly to do with impact. What is the impact of the first thing that we see? If we're looking at a busy news feed and something stands out at us, that's had impact. What causes that particular post to have impact? What causes us to remember something that we see on TV or a newspaper um, advert that, that, you know, whilst we're flicking through the metro or something like that? How do we get better as marketers at having the ideas that have more impact? I want you to think about what you produce and the process that you go through when you're coming up with ideas. How do you get to the point of production? When do you decide that the idea is is good? Is that process particularly fast or does it take ages? What pressures are you under when you're trying to come up with creative ideas? Is there a time pressure? Does that restrict you? Is there organizational pressure? Is there budgetary pressure? What pressures are you under? Is it possible to have the same level of creativity, whether you've got a big budget or a small budget? And what determines whether or not what you produce is creative enough? In my interview with Tim Elliott, we talk about how to rethink that, really. Uh, Tim is very much an ideas person. You'll see that when you uh, listen to the interview in a moment. Um, and of course he's an ideas person. I mean, after all, it was an idea. Uh, it was actually a conversation that Tim and I had in a pub. You'll know this story if you know the marketing life story. A conversation that he and I had in a pub that produced Marketed Life, the event, and all these things that surround the event itself. So it's great to talk to Tim. Let's get straight into the interview because there's lots of ideas coming up. Tim Elliott helps leaders and entrepreneurs to help them apply creativity so that they can grow themselves and their organizations. And that will involve work like designing strategies, commercial storytelling, creative consultancy, and creative skills training. Now, hopefully you would have spotted the keyword there of creative or creativity. It's a big word uh, for, for Tim. Um, he's also a startup mentor. And I know from knowing Tim for, for a few years, um, that he takes that very seriously and he does a lot of mentoring uh, around and he's kind of the go-to person uh, for that kind of thing, I guess. Um, he's an entrepreneur in residence, he's a lecturer and very recently uh, he is a podcaster. I'm sure we will talk about that, but Tim, welcome along to Marketed Not Live. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Or uh, to be back. I think I was on an early one. Yes, I was gonna. I was gonna say you are you are back, but I can't remember. You definitely appeared on the first season. Were you on last season? I don't think so. Okay, we needed a break from you, but you're back. Yeah. And yeah. one of the reasons that you're back is that you are going to be speaking at Marketed Live 2021, as it's now called. Indeed. Uh, along with our good friend Paul Chapman. Yes. Yes. Our little duo will be on stage. I can't. I, I, honestly, I can't wait. And one, I've got to t- tell people one of the reasons why. 
I've asked you both to be on stage is because we're not having a panel at the next Marketed Live. Uh, we're going to turn that around and make something a bit more interactive and have a live strategy session. If you've not seen Tim and Paul uh, on that YouTube channel, then go and have a look at that. We will put the uh, details away. You can find that in the show notes. Um, but go and have a look. But they're going to do a live strategy session so that anyone can bring uh, questions, uh, maybe scenarios that they're working on or thinking about or challenges that they're facing. And Tim and Paul are going to tackle that head on live, no filter. No filter. Like there is a filter on strategy. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, definitely no filter in real life. Definitely no filter in real life. But I mean, that's, you know, that's what I want. I don't, we don't need you to have a filter. This is our trusted, our trusted audience. Um, okay, Tim, you've worked in the marketing space for a while. Uh, tell us a little bit about your history, how you got here. Oh, well, um, I figured it out a while ago that, that I'm either 23 or 24 years in to working in the creative industry. So so I, I did I started work in marketing before mobile phones, before Facebook, and <laughs> in that time where for a, a record label slash nightclub slash tribe of awesomeness called Renaissance in Nottingham. Amazing. Um which is a, a progressive house label and just epic in the uh, in every sense. It's just epic. In the late 90s, <laughs> early noughties, when, when life was good. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What Take us back time. to those days. What a time that was. Um, but it was my job to do a kind of marketing for it, which involved designing and ordering flyers. Not that I designed it. We have a real designer. I'm not that talented. But, you know, organising the flyers, the nights, the experience... But designing that whole sort of thing, getting the VIPs sorted, getting the list of people, making people what 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 would now be called the oversubscribed model, but making people queue outside the club. Yeah. More people wanted to queue outside the club. But it's all marketing, right? It's all marketing. It's all building and building an audience, building a tribe, building a community. I also ran a, a an independent clothes shop that was owned by my cousin Phil Woonwell. That was awesome. And then I went the normal route, really. I went into brands and agencies and stuff like that. Um, when I went self-employed and then did a bunch of stuff. Started off freelancing, thinking I could do everything. And then quickly found out I was rubbish or hated <laughs> a lot of that. Um, and ended up in the social media space, which is still kind of early. And then we built, me and a friend set up a little a little agency that served um, did student engagement campaigns for further education colleges and apprenticeship providers and then I did a couple of I've just been kind of consulting from then I've done customer journey design as a focus because I think marketing should be the end-to-end -end. every touch point of a customer should be in a marketer's realm that's why I like customer journeys because it came from that and more recently I've reached the age and the experience where I've become more teacher than doer. But not guru. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, really. you, could, you could be a guru, I suppose. I mean, some bit, like, people have appended it to me, but it always makes me cringe, <laughs> if I'm honest. I'm just like, oh, God, not really. I'm just, a, I, do, I like the 
it, it was Seth Godin, actually, one of somebody who we we all know, I reckon, on the, who's listening to mm-hmm. um, that says every but every marketer is a teacher, and I, I I believe that, right? It's not so much. I think you're either a teacher or a or a producer. Like you're a good copywriter, you can produce good copy, or you can produce good design, or you can produce good video. I am not that guy, right? So right. I only have the strategy that teaching the big picture the creative element because i'm not very good at doing any of the work okay <laughs> so so that okay that so that leads me on to a question that i've i've got in my little notes here to to ask you um because i want to talk to you about creativity predominantly because that's a lot of what you're focusing on at, yes. at the moment why is why is creativity so important in in marketing because it got lost a little bit. There, were, there was a lack of creativity and a lack of something. So we've just been through a bunch of years, right, in recent time where, where the, the development of, of software and marketing technology and apps and all that sort of stuff has made our life kind of easy, right? It's made our marketing life kind of easy. It's easy to do some stuff for marketing, to get some activity out there, to post some stuff. But that's not the important thing, right? Creativity added to activity makes it effective, not efficient, Mm -hmm. right? So the creative is where the value is added to marketing. Anybody can do stuff. Anybody can stick content out. Everybody knows how to write a blog or put a blog out, let's say, let's not degrade good copywriting sure. everybody you know with tools like canva and the, there's loads on your phone that you can pretty much design like drag and drop a design that looks pretty good i'm a canva advocate i can't use photoshop if you paid me to like i i like canva i'm not i'm not digging out technology but there needs to be some depth to it you can't just do stuff and and it and it it re- i realized that and i started hearing talks from people like Thomas Barter, um, who writes for Marketing Week, who who was banging on about the same thing, and podcasts were, were mentioning like lack of creativity, lack of break. There's something missing in the marketing realm because it's become so easy. We've become kind of creatively lazy. Yeah. In the nicest possible way. I'm not digging out anybody. I know I know a lot of marketers out there are are paid on volume of stuff. Right, and it's I'm not digging that out. It's a good job, and there's there's a lot of agency like at social media agencies, for example, who a number of retainers will be needed to make a good job. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but creativity definitely adds value and definitely adds impact and definitely makes your your stuff effective, not just efficient. And so I think that's super important. So it's the kind of the the difference between the the implementation and the ideation right the yeah. the any i don't want to say anyone can can do it but the reality is that if you it's it's tweeting is not difficult um creating a flyer in canva is not difficult anyone can design their own logo yeah. but what impact does it actually have other than to tick the box that says oh i've i've tweeted five times this week or um, I've 
engaged with 15 people because I've replied to to comments or or whatever. I, I think what what we're saying here, what we're talking about, is the 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 difference that that creativity can actually have on the outcome of the marketing, which must still be quantifiable, right? Absolutely. Like it, it, it's called in because I, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a, a bunch of experience as a practitioner and I have a bunch of theory experience via lecturing and I used to teach CIM and stuff, right? So I've got both sides of this, the whole gamut of marketing information just because I'm not very good at doing the work. I've had time to study a lot of stuff. So creativity makes effective marketing. There's a whole series um, by a, a chap called Mark Ritson, who's a marketing professor, and even more old and grumpy about marketing than I am, <laughs> um, who writes for Marketing Week, and he's done a series on YouTube called The Effies, which is the Marketing Effectiveness Awards, right? And he, he is super, super, super academic about it, right? Really academic about it, more academic than I am about the effectiveness. But you can see the, how creativity is applied to marketing, right? So. And it, like creativity is, like I do a lot of work. I do a lot of work with, within the output. So trying to get people to tell more effective, more creative stories and, and do better ads, and, you know, marketing stuff. But a lot of creativity needs to be like put out into the organizations we work with as clients, not just in the marketing department and okay. the, the ones we're employed at, right? We we need to be, we are the creative leaders. We're naturally creative, the marketing people, right? We're good at it. We use our creative muscle more than other people in, in the organization, right? It's our job to teach creativity and the value of creativity into our organizations because creativity is, is a thing that powers value and growth in every activity not just marketing uh okay so so it's really tangible it's really really tangible so how how would you how would you do that then so let's let's imagine that uh i'm uh an in-house marketing professional i've got uh maybe a small team or maybe it's just me and i've been given the directive from from the board that we need to um, increase sales of our widgets that we make uh, by x x x percentage. So I can go and have some ideas around some funky ways in which to talk about the product or what it does, or um, it, you know the barriers that that it overcomes and how we solve the the customer's problem and, and and all that. But what it seems to me you're talking about is that's fine. But what about the rest of the business how does that translate to the rest of the business and and so how would somebody like me in that scenario get the rest of the business to be involved in that creativity so creativity let me start by defining creativity right the creativity in relation to business which marketing is a big part of is, is divided into four main areas right and that is creativity itself so thinking of new things like idea generation and doing new things which is innovation there's critical thinking which is problem solving and the flip side of that coin is opportunity capture there's collaboration which is how you work with others how you collaborate with others 
the role of facilitation. This is where we're going with this point. And then communication, right? All about how do you tell a more effective story? How do you get your idea to stick and to resonate effectively, right? So if you're faced with that situation, right, there's been no end of studies and information out there where the, the highest growth companies grow from the inside out, right? For, for years, I didn't realize this. For years, I thought growth were, were started with marketing and went out to the customer, right? It was all about customer, all about people external of your agency. But growth is actually from the inside out. So it starts with the leadership team, the people at the center, because they're the they're the driver, the thing that people look up to, right? They're the ones who have created this brand or in charge of the brand of that organization altogether. And then it goes through the employees, right? The people who have to be aligned and inspired and taught and understand what important by why about your brand and why the people on the outside who you choose to serve should care. And then it goes to customers. So there's there's a really easy equation actually for this by a guy called Adam Ferrier, uh, who's Australian chap, and he runs the best named agency I've ever heard of. Are you ready? Thinkabell. Thinkabell. Thinkabell in Australia. Mm-hmm. I I love that <laughs> agency name. Like what a great name. Anyway, that's not the point. I digress. So his 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 equation that I always work to is brand experience before employee experience before customer experience okay and that's one linear thing and it has to be in that order and that is inside out it starts in the center of an organization marketing is only effective at amplifying the good work you do creatively putting creative stuff out there getting people to notice it to hear the story to tell the story far and wide and in more creative ways that's marketing's job externally but internally we have to facilitate that whole thing right it's everybody's job to sell widgets in a company mm-hmm. you need to you need to engage cross-functional teams basically and that's what that that's God, there's just so many studies about <laughs> cross-functional teams, right? If you were in a next marketing meeting with a client, you might see the CMO and maybe the 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 CEO or something, right, of an organisation, right? But you really need somebody who has who has most contact with the customer. So it might be a delivery driver or a receptionist, mm-hmm. right? You need the finance guy. You need somebody in charge of product who might just be on, you know, if it's a manufacturing thing, they might be on the shop floor. But you, the more cross-functional, the more diverse your team, and this works for um, gender and race as well, right? Yeah. And age, right? The more diverse your creative team when making the decisions, the more effective your marketing will be. So in, term, so in that scenario then, so what you're advocating very much is, okay, the marketing team will um, maybe do some of the structural stuff and 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 put together the the outputs but the 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 people feeding into that the creativity feeding into that is not people that are necessarily marketers they are people across all different 
uh, hierarchical levels, seniority levels, breadth. Um, do you know, I can't remember where I read this. I want to say Bernadette Jiwa, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, someone, I was reading a story about the, uh, the, the, the cleaner in an airport lounge and how the cleaner in an airport lounge, the story goes that um, she sees a traveller, a business traveller, um, feet up, uh, trying to get the, the Wi-Fi plug, plugging his laptop in so he can only go so far until um, he gets the plug. And she quietly cleans everything up and then brings him over a footstool and t- turns his chair so that his neck isn't as cricked as as what it could be because in a bad position and then she does that and she quietly carries on cleaning and this story is about the impact that that person has as someone who is perhaps quite invisible but that contributes to the story this is like this is exactly it right the like marketing and creativity right uh, has Luckily, in our English language, or unfortunately in English language, like we, we can append multiple meanings to one word, right? And creativity is one of those, right? You are a creative person if you knit pigeon key rings and sell them on Etsy. Mm-hmm. You're a creative person if you're an engineer, right? You're a creative person if you're a, a high-end graphic designer. You're a creative person if you're a rock musician. Right. This is all the same word, right? But the context is super important. So when I say creative, it, it, it's basically a combination of those four C's I told you before, right? Anybody who's involved in that book is creative, which makes everybody part of the creative team. A whole organisation will have to take a step back as a marketer and not think it's about communicating your message out, not about producing a thing. It's about engaging the rest of the organization and teaching them and then facilitating better organizational creativity, better stuff. Because the more you do that, the more effective your marketing will be, the better marketing you will get, the more kudos, the more respect, the more the more connection, the more engagement to your, your marketing and your marketing team will be. And the, and that will break down the silos and the the baggage that comes with marketing because marketing does come with baggage if you say you're a marketer people have a preset opinion like if you met a brand new person when i'm in marketing a bunch of them are going oh christ <laughs> a bunch of them would be excited a bunch of them would just be nonplussed right but they've got the wrong impression of what marketing is and should be and it's our job to teach it them bit by bit one lesson at a time why creative it is important at driving growth and you will see you will see the difference i mean you talk about teaching so can creativity be taught or is it something that is innate um it's it, it's science right it, it exists in front in us right there is a part of our brain that um looks solely after creativity and it's because it's a biological scientific part of us it's like a muscle you can train it Right. A lot of people don't use it as much as other people. Right. So the more you use a muscle, the more you train a muscle, the better it becomes, which is why it's a process. Right. There's not a creative switch. You can't go. This guy isn't creative. 
which is why we, we use the, the, the four C's of creative skills, right? If you, I'm, I do a lot of kind of talks and workshops at leadership groups, so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story, if that's all right. Go ahead. Um, I did a, a talk in, within lockdown, uh, uh, just in, in, no, just before lockdown, I think, um, to a leadership group of engineers. So they were like on a way day from like eight or nine different engineering and manufacturing companies, right? Um, and I was the sole creative in the room, as I usually am in these situations. Um, and I did uh, a talk or a workshop on brave creative leadership, right? Which is knocking about, it's on the website and stuff. Um, and they were on, like, like started off going, okay, who's creative in the room? Just uh, like, show me your hands, who's creative? And nobody picked the hand up and I was like okay so nobody solves problems for a living knowing damn well that they're a room of engineers it's literally their job right it's literally their job of problem solving and they went well yeah okay yeah I do and I was like well that is creativity because first you have to get people to understand what creativity actually means and what marketing actually means and what brand and what story actually means because they've been preconditioned to have all these wrong definitions, these wrong expectations, these wrong opinions of what these things are. You need to break that down and re-educate people, re-teach people what it means to be creative. And by the end of the three-hour session, right, I had a, we finished with a, a creative challenge where uh, called um, alternative uses. So there was a slide with five different items on from your everyday life, like a spoon and earbuds and one of the quietest guys one of the hardest to engage in that room used the apple ipods uh, earpods you know the little little headphones yeah said they were nipple covers like i honestly i think that was the first thing he said all day <laughs> and it came out of that i was like hello we've broken the walls he said something he's thought really out of the box if i'm honest on on the alternative <laughs> for an earpod but you know, it's a it's a it's a process. That's why I have got into creativity because I've realised I can design all the beautiful marketing in the world, but if you don't, if the story behind it, if the work behind it isn't good, it's not going to be as effective. So I've started moving backwards and doing a lot of creative skills and creative mm. leadership things with the end promise that the subject that I love, marketing gets better and people start to love it and get involved because it's there for them marketing is there to amplify their story right yeah i think um what i really like about about this is that this is this is a uh, a concept an idea or the things that you're talking about is 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 almost possible of having a you know being a re being a revelation in a world that is very focused on tactics strategy um you know funnels yeah. if you do this then this will happen yeah. you know um and this is this is kind of the the opposite of that and actually just from listening to the way that you're talking about it uh in a in a time where you know the world is turned upside down and and no one <laughs> knows what day it is let alone uh what what month it is it sort of feels like that could be very 
uh, appropriate to the the time that that we're living in like it's almost to say now is the time if you're going to do it now is the time to step back and go right what is it that we do what is it that we're about who's involved who are we serving uh, you know i mean i don't want to say what objections do our customers have or what problems are we trying to solve because that feels a bit the other way but um i'm, I'm quite interested to, to learn a bit about how people might be able to maybe transition from where they are if they feel like they are an implementer or they feel like they stick to a program or a formula how did they wake their inner creativity see it's it it's what it's that question of of it's easy to be efficient at the jobs we do whether that be marketing or not right it's kind of easy we've got we've got amazing technology systems and processes that worked amazingly well for a donkey's years till about march the third <laughs> <laughs> right when the world little to no like changed for a bunch of people who job was to be efficient and run a system right and they're the ones who have who have struggled to rethink stuff right so it's been i know a a bunch of cases where innovation and creative projects have now been expedited to the front because the traditional way of working has no longer been feasible yeah they they just can't do it um and the, the the thing that you need to do to to help make that progress there's two skills there's one called um, facilitation, which I think is the 21st or 22nd century survival skill in business. Right. I don't know what century we're in. I'm not very good at that sort. Of 21st, but, just. Um, <laughs> facilitation, right? So facilitating is having somebody, either either external or, or somebody playing that role internal of your organisation or doing those skills yourself that connect dots that have the ability to step back and make connections. Because if you ask people to make connections creatively, a lot of them will be stuck. That's why brainstorming is so rubbish, right? It's been scientifically proven that brainstorming is the least effective way for humans to generate ideas. Why is that? So um, it's because there's a bunch of um, pressure like, you can't get people into a meeting room and go, right, we need ideas about this thing. People go, what? Uh, thing. And then mm. there's that. Then there's always a person called a yes-butter who goes, yes, but, and <laughs> ideas too soon, right? So a, a facilitation technique is to, A, ban the phrase yes-but. It's an actual thing. I do it. Google does it in workshops. AJ and Smart do it in workshops, right? You can't say the word yes-but. And you work together alone. So you have a team, like your team, for example, right? You've got four or five people in your team. Mm-hmm. And they're all work. If you set them a creative challenge separately, they'd all work together on the problem, but alone. Right. right? Okay. And that's a lot more effective. People are better at coming up with ideas on their own and then coming together to prioritize and define and categorize those ideas. And then once you've got that challenge sorted you can then come up with a bunch of creative solutions again together alone it's based in design thinking if you've heard that term and in design thinking is um 
the shape of a double diamond. If you Google double diamond, people, you will find it. Um, and maybe some lap dancing clubs. So double diamond, <laughs> double diamond design thinking is what you want. Um, yeah, do that one. Stick design thinking on the end of that search, just in case. Just in case. Um, <laughs> but there's a, a double diamond. It's divergent and convergent thinking, and everybody's capable of it, and it and it, it's super more effective. Like, I workshop everything now. I don't, you know, back in the day of, of marketing services, I used to get somebody used to go, I, I need to achieve this thing. And I'd go off and I'd come up with a plan and a brief and a strategy of how to do it. And I'd present them because I was a marketing guy, right? And that's not the effective way to do it. I workshop everything, right? The, every, all those people have the answers already. There's just tools and techniques that are all creative skills, little exercises, facilitations, good questions you can ask to help get the right answers out because no no marketing guru no consultant has the right answer we just don't mm. right it's and if you think you do have the answer you don't i'm sorry you just don't the answer's within the people we serve and it's our job to facilitate that out and then package it beautifully in some production some marketing production so an advert a story a video do you know what i mean that's yeah of so marketers basically would be better off thinking not so much about how they can do, but how they can encourage or how they can uh, engender that that input from from others. Yeah. So that that's exactly true. So there's two points there. The first one is. One of the simple rules I try, this, this can be seen as complicated, right? So I always try and simplify it down, right? And one of the most simple things is, is to uh, a little rule called one more. So I always encourage everybody I work with, whether it's leadership team, whether it's marketing people, startup, right? When they learn something, when they come across a, a new piece of information, it's their job as well as doing the job to teach one more, one more person that thing, to tell them why it was effective. Can you imagine in a, in a company of 200 people, if if everybody learned one thing a day and told yeah. somebody else that thing, what a culture that would be. How creative, how moving forward would that come? What momentum would that company have if everybody taught everybody else instead of sitting in their little cubicle thinking it's nothing to do with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the product guy, the ser the customer service people, the delivery people could learn something about a client when they drop a delivery off, right? If they don't tell somebody, if they don't teach one other person, that's a really good thing. Um, and the second point is, uh, the second point is, I think the marketing department of the future will have different roles in it. There, there's probably a connector like a facilitator right who can who is good at taking a step back and seeing the big picture the whole ecosystem of the client the project the process and there'll be people who are really specialist at producers i use the example of um video editing right i've tried video editing myself can't do it like it's a specialist thing yeah. the ability to edit and put together stuff you you do mine and mine and paul chapman's talks Right, mm -hmm. your, your guys do. Um, we've tried it, right? We can't do it, 
like it, it, it's a specialist thing. A copywriter is a specialist thing. Not everybody is good at copy. Not everybody is good at design. Being a specialist marketer is super valuable into an organization and into an agency, right? But that that is a specialism and I think it should be fine. And then there should be people who are who are external of that. Marketers who don't produce. Yeah. Right. Whose sole job it is to connect those dots to find out what people are learning, to look at the big picture. And I think you need you probably even need a reactive marketer in there because if you're if you're serving a client or if you're internal of a client, there'll be a bunch of stuff, marketing stuff chucked at you by the client going, Oh, can you just do me this presentation? Right? Reactive stuff. So there'll be pro like producers, reactive like admin, marketing assistants, and the people who take a step back. And I think I think they're separate enough skill sets and roles that to, that you need to be specific in what you are. If you're a producer, like a, a technical AdWords person, then awesome, be the best technical AdWords person, but don't call yourself a marketer or a creative or a strategist because yeah. you're a good producer. I think that they're different things that often get misused and missed. Okay. Time. Um, all right. So I think that's really interesting, just thinking about roles in, in a different way. And like I say, I think now is a really good time to be evaluating ro what roles people have. And I would imagine, I would imagine there'd be people listening to this that think, well, I do a lot of doing and I implement a lot of stuff, but I feel like my, my, my value is maybe in some of that more creative element but they haven't worked out how to uh how to make that that transition um i want to ask you about the concept of being brave in yes. marketing and, and and creativity it and again it's come it comes down to safety i think as as well it's very easy to be safe and it's easy to stick to what you know and to kind of you know that 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 formula and and if we say this then maybe this will happen how do you encourage people to be braver and to come up with the weird stuff that maybe will have a, a greater impact? Well, there's a couple of there's a couple of things. Um, so bravery in relation to marketing and in relation to business is it's not as ridiculous or weird as it sounds. Right, you don't go having to go jump out of planes or wrestle snakes. But, but we, we've said before in this podcast that technology and processes and systems has made our life kind of efficient. Right? We can do this stuff. But that means 99.9% .9 of the people and the marketers out there are already being efficient. Right? It's the noise. It's the stuff in the middle. Right? The more effective campaigns, the stuff that stands out is the edges. Right? And to do something slightly different, or slightly better, or go against the grain, or be a little bit contrarian to your beliefs and your mission takes a bit of bravery, right? Because not everybody else is doing it. Not everybody might agree. But if you've got the foundations right, right? If you have been through the organization inside out and you have a good brand, right? A good, clearly understanding of brand and a good, clear understanding of 
the experience that you promise to your customers and to your employees and you have a good understanding of, uh, and technical capability to produce good marketing work through an agency or through your teams or whatever then those foundations give you the freedom to be a bit braver right to be a bit brave to be yeah. a bit more creative right and it's always about pushing that boundary i think about not killing ideas like i said before about the workshops there's always a guy who go yes but right there's always somebody who will try and kill the idea and with facilitation skills with the ability to workshop through with a cross-functional team so at the end of the day if you're if you're just producing a marketing thing and you show it to and it gets sent round the client or the company right 90 percent because they weren't involved in the process they're just being shown this end thing they don't know what it is they'll just go no i don't like it it's the wrong font but we've made the logo bigger uh, do you know i was i was just going to say the same thing i was going to ask you exactly exactly that because it you know i would recognize from um from from working in this space that there are times when you just can't get someone's buy-in yeah. you know you, you you've put something on the table and you know that it would be amazing but you can't get that by you can't you can't get the decision made to go down that that road and i think from what you're saying it's not necessarily that um the person saying no isn't brave it's just that they haven't been involved in the process of being brave you've not taught them why it's the right idea you've just come up i've had some ideas yeah these are them and they're only left with yes or no yeah at that point or the worst one is it's all right, which is just rubbish. <laughs> all right, or like if, if people going, yeah, it's all right, oh okay, like just scrap it, do a different thing. Mm. Like don't want anything in the middle. I'm anti the middle in case you've not you've not uh, discovered. Uh, I've, I've worked that one out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it, it, that's why I, I like the word facilitation and the word mm. teaching, right? Because you need to add that depth to your work you do. Because other, like, if there's depth, it resonates, right? It resonates. People will understand it. People will ask you questions yeah. about why it's... And a really effective way to do that is, is through story. Like, get to understand story, right? People need to know the origin story of that idea. If you're asked to produce a bunch of ideas for a new campaign, which you will do, right, because... Not everybody thinks like I think. It's a process, right? We need to fight the battle together, right? You will mm -hmm. be asked to do these things. If you can tell the story of why you've come up with these things, why it's important, show that you've connected with other bits, it's not just come out of your brain, right? That you have some empathy and some depth for the whole situation. Yeah. And it relates to the business goal, right? that idea that then at the end it's like the, the star moment that right there's something they'll always remember right is a, is a thing i always teach a star moment it's called it's from nancy duarte if you've heard of that right people. yeah um but every kind of presentation every piece of work should have a star moment in it something they'll always remember and that should be the beautiful creatively designed advert right because that's got the all the oomph to it it's probably not the tiny paragraph yeah. of text mm -hmm. it's not the color of the button it's the it's the creative right right yeah. it's the impactful thing right but you need to precede that it won't be impactful 
if you start there, they'll just go, oh, I don't like it. It's pink. Why yeah. is it pink? <laughs> and then you're going, well, pink's not the important thing. What about the message and the feeling and the idea behind it? And they've, they've already gone because you've not sold the idea, you've not told that story already, right? Because that's the important thing. The creative, you can change it from yellow to pink. It doesn't really matter. That's not the important thing. The idea is the important thing that you're trying to get to stick to another person. But a lot of people need permission from the clients or their bosses to stick that idea, to try it, to put it out, right? Yeah, okay, cool. I I I'm having all sorts of thoughts around um, <laughs> changing a lot about what I do, um, but no, I think that's I think that's so interesting, and and I think as I say, like now is a really good time to reevaluate what it is that we're doing, and uh, I know that lots of people are looking at the direction that they're going in themselves in terms of 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 what they of what they do. Um, where can people learn a bit more about this? Where can people get in contact with you, Tim? Um, my website is pretty much has everything on it so it's tim me so my name um and dot me on the end of it and i post a, a summary blog and the decks of all the talks and workshops i do so i work publicly everything's kind of on there um i've also got a, a podcast that's um due to be out sometime in august um which is where we discuss this sort of thing and the me and chappers have videos um, on YouTube under the strategy sessions where we talk about um, marketing and this sort of stuff. So I'm about, but probably through my website because that'll be the home okay. for everything. Um, what's the podcast called? Because by the time uh, this comes out, it will be out there. It will be out. It's called um, Rethinking Marketing. There we go. And then Rethinking something. The Rethinking insert subject matter is the important Okay. Thing. Interesting stuff. Looking forward to hearing that. I shall certainly nice. subscribe. Although if you talk to Mark Asquith, the subscription is not the thing that we need to be going for. So um, thank you for being part of uh, today, Tim. Thank you for agreeing to do the strategy session at Marketed Live next year. Thanks for being a great friend. All right. It's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, pleasure for all of those things. I enjoy them all. Nice one. All right. Thanks very much, Tim. All right. Take care. Well, my thanks to Tim for his insight into an area that I think we all need to improve on. I'm just wondering, will you do anything differently after listening to this? I know I will. Uh, I actually <laughs> actually went and booked uh, Tim to run um, some creativity workshops just so that we can just, just find ourselves a, a bit more. It's a weird time, isn't it, at the moment? And sometimes I do think that big events like pandemics and all the rest of it just... The pressures of us just make us, I don't know, crawl back inside our own shell. And, and actually, we need to be more creative now, not less. So let me know what uh, what you think and if you've done anything about it as a consequence. Just reach out to us on social media at Marketed Live. So that's it for this episode. We'll be back with the next one. Uh, don't forget to check out details of all our events and activities at marketed.live. Uh, if you feel like it please share the love tell people about the event tell people about the podcast that would be terrific Uh, i'll see you hopefully on the next episode until then thank you very much for listening our producer is charlie thacker this is a like mind media production for marketed live you've been listening to the marketed not live podcast want to go even deeper 
then book your ticket to one of our events where you'll learn more about specific ideas, strategies and practical ways to improve the results you get from your marketing activity. Visit marketed.live for what's on and how to book.